Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right now we're going to talk golden goal for hockey. First, the women, they're rolling. They close out the regular season with St. Thomas today at Ritter Arena. They are number one. Should beat the Tommies today and ahead to the WCHA playoffs. And uh, beyond that, the NCAA tournament. Uh, no problem getting into the NCAA tournament. I visited with Brad Frost last night, and he even referenced last year. And you can tell it still bugs him that they didn't get an invite to the NCAA tournament one year ago. Uh, they took care of business this year, and that will not be an issue here in 20. 20- 22. Uh, the Golden Gopher men's team playing well. they got to win at Penn State. They'll go for the sweep of the Nittany Lions tonight. And joining us from the rink live, Jess Myers. Jess, good to visit with you. Always oh, good to talk to you, Steve. It's, uh, it's a hockey night here in Hockey Valley, as they've come to call State College, Pennsylvania. You know, Happy Valley is what they call it for football, but, uh, but Hockey Valley is what they call it now, about 10 years into their run as a Division One hockey program and a nice addition to the Big Ten in hockey as well. Yeah, no doubt uh, they built uh, Pagula Arena, the Pagula family. I believe they own the Bills, uh, put up the money to get this program rolling. And, Jess, it really is an extraordinary story how quickly they were able to get, bit of, uh, get a building built and become competitive in the Big Ten. The one thing that they've got going for them here, and I, if you've never been to Penn State, it's in a very isolated part of the middle of Pennsylvania. Very beautiful out here, mountains and trees and, and all of that, uh, but but very different than Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or any of those places. But the one thing they've got going, you'd think, well, it's in the middle of nowhere. You're not close to anything. But if you look on a map, State College, Pennsylvania, right in the middle of the state of Pennsylvania, you're a couple hours from Buffalo, you're a couple hours from Pittsburgh, you're a couple hours from Philly, you're a couple hours from D.C., you're a couple hours from New York City. All of those are places where people love hockey, where the NHL has a big presence, and where a lot of kids play hockey. So they've done a nice job of recruiting uh, this region, let's call it, even though you know the town itself is a little isolated. They're within striking distance of a lot of uh, pretty hot hockey areas. Minnesota playing well. We talked about the women earlier and the role they got in here uh, after the new year and uh, surged all the way to the number one. They'll close it out. Uh, heavy favorites to beat St. Thomas again today at Ritter Arena. But the men, in their own right, playing very well as, as well at this point. You, you wonder when the improbable stories are going to stop for this Gopher men's team. It's been just crazy, especially in the last six weeks or so. Things seem to be going well. Uh, they lose their goalie. He signs a pro contract, so they have to go with Justin Close, who's never, nobody's 
really heard of unless you followed the team pretty closely. He'd only played something like six games in his first couple of years here. Uh, he's been fantastic. His numbers have been off the charts. He's been outstanding. So there was no drop-off in goal. Then they lose the three guys to the Olympics, and the thought is, oh, boy, what are you going to do without those three guys in your lineup? All the Gophers did was go out and win five in a row, have their, their season-long winning streak. Last night was the craziest game I think I've seen in a long time. They were already missing two defensemen. One of them was suspended. One of them was at the Olympics. They have to put in a kid named Sam Rossini on defense. Now, Sam Rossini is a familiar name to Gopher fans because he played the previous four years. He graduated last year. Six weeks ago or so, he was working as a fiscal analyst in, in a real job. He said he was skating maybe once or twice a week on an outdoor <laughs> rink just with some buddies of his. He gets a call from Bob Motzko and says, hey, how do you want to come back and, and be a graduate student and maybe play half the year for us? He plays last night at Penn State in a hostile environment, and he gets an assist on the first goal. I mean, you talk about you know, an improbable story there. And, and then tonight, something like, you know, I want to say 72 hours after they played a game in China, they're going to have all three Olympians back in the lineup tonight. So uh, it, it's been just crazy. But it's been a lot of fun. Five wins in a row, and, and they're challenging for a Big Ten title. So a fun gopher hockey story right now. Yeah, and uh, in really good shape to get to the NCAA tournament. We talked about the women as well. They got left out. Brad Frost still bitter about that, or at least to get the sense that he's still not happy about that. They took care of business, no problem, for them getting into the NCAA tournament. And, oh, by the way, the women's Frozen Four at Penn State this year. But for the men, for for me, the goaltending situation, you lose a great goaltender like they did that can be the end of the movie. And what Justin Absolutely. Close has done, considering last night, phase 37 shots, stopped all but one. That's incredible on the road. Yeah, and, and he's been fantastic. And for the people who don't know who Justin Close is, number one, he's not a huge guy. He's maybe 5'8". He's kind of a, a normal-sized person. You see these big, hulking six 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 five goalies now he's not one of those guys so he relies on his ability to get post to post and he relies on his positioning and both of those are fantastic he came out of saskatchewan you know he's, he's one of those still still pretty rare gophers to come out of canada um and people are like who is this guy well if you follow junior hockey in saskatchewan his first year of playing junior hockey he was the top goalie in that entire league not just for his team but the entire league the next year his second year of juniors he was the most valuable player for the entire league. We're talking defensemen, forwards, everybody. He was the best player in that league. He came here to, to the U of M. He got caught in kind of a numbers game because Jack LaFontaine took the position and kind of ran with it and won the, uh, the Richter Award last year, which is the Heisman Trophy for college hockey goalies. Um, so nobody was going to argue with what Jack LaFontaine did. Um, and again, out of nowhere, he decides to sign a pro contract on uh, January 9th, I think it was. And, okay, Justin, it's your turn. And to Bob Bosco's credit, he said, you know, when Jack LaFontaine left, he said, as a coaching staff, we talked about it for maybe two minutes because there was just nothing to discuss. It's like, okay, Justin's the next one in line. It's his job now. Go, go get it. And he has. And one thing I'll say about Justin Close, he is tremendously well-liked and well-respected by his teammates. So there was this sense that, yeah, we're making a change in goal, but we're going to rally around this kid because – He's been a perfect teammate for two-plus years, and now it's his turn, and we can't wait to see what he can do. Yeah, great story. They'll go for the sweep at Penn State, and it would be huge if they could get it done. But going into the weekend, they'd settle for a split. But now they go into tonight still playing with house money, so to speak, Jess. 
Absolutely. And, and the thing that they're up against right now, though, uh, it's down to them and Michigan. One of those two teams is going to win the Big Ten title. Right now they're two points behind Michigan. So they're going to need a little help. The Gophers need to win their three remaining games, and then either Ohio State tonight or Notre Dame next weekend needs to bump off Michigan in one of those games. So, hey, if you're a Gopher fan, you're also a Buckeyes fan tonight. And then you're a fighting Irish fan next weekend. Keep that in mind if, you, if you've got, you know, pom-poms at home or any kind of superstition stuff you do. But uh, that would be a big thing for them to win a Big Ten title, not only because they get to hang a banner, and I know it's a nice uh, fiscal bonus for the coaching staff if they win a Big Ten title, but then they would get a bye week the first week of, uh, of March. They wouldn't have to play that first round of the playoffs. And on this team where you've got guys who are, you know, literally jet lagged, having come from China just a couple hours ago, I think it would be nice to give them a little extra rest uh, and, and an opportunity to kind of get their groove back going into the NCAA tournament. They uh, close it out at 3M Arena at Mary Hoochie next Friday and Saturday night. Border battle against Wisconsin. Then it would be Big Ten tournament and then ultimately the NCAA tournament. And last time we visited, Jess, they're really in good shape pairwise for getting into the NCAA tournament that barring, you know, getting beat tonight, getting swept by Wisconsin and early exit in the big 10, even then they should still probably get into the NCAA. And that was a big concern a month ago. The second game that Justin close started in goal, they lost three to two to the university of Alaska. Now, Alaska is not having a great year, and those are the kinds of things that the computer rankings look at. You know, how have you done versus good teams? How have you done versus not so good teams? That was a bad loss in terms of computer rankings. So the fact that they've been able to win these last five in a row, and and keep in mind, they won all five of them without those Olympic guys, that's been a huge turnaround for this program, and now they're up to like fifth in the pairwise, so... They're, they're talking about, uh, you know, probably being a number one or number two seed when the, when the seedings finally come out uh, about a month from now and, and in really good shape. And I know, you know, they went in as a number one seed last year. They won their first game against Omaha at the, at the regional out in Colorado. Then they lost to Minnesota State Mankato as, as the Mavericks made their first ever trip to the Frozen Four. And, and you know, you had to be happy for, for Mike Hastings and his Mankato program to get that far. But that really stung Bob Motzko and the Gophers because they really thought they had a team last year that could have won a national championship. And uh, I know there's kind of a sense of unfinished business this year. Yeah, and uh, no no idea where they could end up regional-wise uh, for this. But certainly great news. And as we've outlined all the turno- uh, turnover, particularly with the starting goaltender, the Olympics, all of the things you've outlined this team to be in position really is a good story on the local sports scene and uh, certainly good to see and I, I was convinced because it was a struggle early in Bob Monsko's tenure at the U the, the, there's no doubt about it the, the the program was was struggling but I was convinced and I think anybody who's followed college hockey at all knew that he would eventually get it done at Minnesota and I, I, I think it's pretty clear that he is. You know, funny, it's, Steve, it's funny. You mentioned the, the Gopher women's team, and, and I've got to tell a story. Just because coaching transitions are always interesting, it seems like. No matter what level they are, no matter you know whether it's a program that's been struggling and brings in a new coach or a program that's been pretty good and brings in a new coach, there's always kind of an interesting element to it. And here's what I think of when you talk about the Gopher women's team and the fact that they went from being ranked number one in the country last season in January to not making the NCAA tournament You know, two months later. And that was a shock to a lot of people. They didn't finish in that final eight. They didn't get to play in the, in the NCAA tournament. Well, over the summer, Joel Johnson, who had been their top assistant coach forever, he, number one, gets the U.S. Olympic job, and he led the team to a silver medal out there in China. And number two, he leads the Gopher program 
to be the head coach at St. Thomas. Um, so they needed a new coach, and they went out and got Natalie Darwitz, who had been at Hamlin University, had done a fantastic job with the Pipers, but she's obviously a gopher legend. She's an Olympic legend, you know, uh, did everything, won everything you could possibly win on the hockey rink. She came over to be the assistant coach for the Gophers. I called her and I interviewed her, and you know, you're kind of expecting the feels good to be coming home, you know, those kind of ideas. The, the you know, feel good, uh, happy, this is a time for, uh, you know, me to go back to something I'm familiar with. Talking to Natalie Darwitz, I got this attitude that Gopher women's hockey is not where it needs to be. It is absolutely unacceptable that we're not in the NCAA tournament and things are going to change. And that kind of fiery demeanor really said something to me that it wasn't just let's come in and continue what we've done in the past. It's let's switch this up and let's get, get back to where we need to be. And it's really neat in her first year working with Brad Frost and all the great stuff he's done for this program to see them climb that mountain again so quickly and you know go into the NCAA tournament with every intention of winning another national title here. Yeah, and a super busy time in the local hockey scene. Uh, Jess Myers joining us from the rink live. A couple of thoughts, not only with what's going on at the U with the men's and the women's program, but you've got the girls' state hockey tournament starting next thir- Wednesday and Thursday, 1 a.m. Wednesday, uh, 2 a.m. Thursday. And then, of course, sections begin for the boys and uh, the countdown to the big boys tournament at the X in early March. So it, it is a great time to be a hockey fan in these parts. I'll make this plug again. I always tell people this because uh, you get friends of mine from outside Minnesota who say, I've got to come to the Twin Cities sometime. I've got to go to the state hockey tournament. And the boys' state hockey tournament and the girls' state hockey tournament, for that matter, are two of the great sports spectacles in the country. You know, it's like going to the Masters if, you, if you're in Georgia or, you know, going to the Super Bowl or going to the Kentucky Derby. The Minnesota State Tournament is legendary. But I always tell people this. If you want to see – probably the most intense hockey you will ever see in your life. Don't come to the Minnesota state tournament. Come here one week earlier and go find about three or four or five section final games, because those are, I think the greatest, most intense high school sports you will ever see. You know, keep in mind in a section final, one team is going to go to the state tournament. They're going to live their dream. They're going to do what every kid in Minnesota dreams of doing. And the other team is done. And, you know, when it's all on the line like that, man, do you see some great, intense, hard-fought, you know, clean hockey. And and that, to me, is just the best time of year in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Section finals. We're going to talk to uh, some more coaches later today on the program. On the girls' side that experienced that section final, I was in for Maxie on Friday night, and we visited with Melissa Volk, uh, head coach, and number one ranked unbeaten Andover, and the intensity of, of that section final and, uh, there's nothing like it. every coach says the same thing that, oh, yeah, getting through that section final is the big deal. Getting to the state tournament is great, obviously, but winning that section is, is a huge deal. Jess, good to visit with you as always. Once again, Jess Myers joining us from the rink live. Uh, thanks as always. Good to talk to you, Steve. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.